Welcome to Monday Morning Murder in the News with Alyssa Carroll. Good morning, heathens, and happy Monday Morning Murder in the News that I'm going to try to release every single Monday morning because the rest of the regular news is just hot, scary garbage, and you know you'd rather be hearing me and my bullshit anyway. So I've scoured the internet for the headlines so you don't have to. Also, any of my international listeners, if you would like to send me articles about murder in the news from your countries, I would love for you to do that so that I can share a more global murdery atmosphere, if you will. So regardless, happy commuting. And here we go. So I have a few pretty good ones for us today. The first one we have is coming from Action News 5. The title says, Woman Found Stabbed to Death in South Memphis. So in Memphis, Tennessee, Collada Wilson was found stabbed to death inside her South Memphis apartment. Memphis Police Department told Action News 5 that the investigation is ongoing but wouldn't provide further details. On Sunday, friends of Wilson brought balloons and stuffed animals to lay at her doorstep. Quote, she just wanted to be loved, said Datisha Copeland, who was friends with Wilson from the time they were only 12 years old. Now Copeland and friends are begging the police to help them find the culprit. Quote, down to the smallest thing, she said, just give us something so we can get this man off the streets so he can't do this to anyone else's daughter. End quote. Action News 5 is not releasing the name of the man Copeland suspects did this, but if you have any information, you are urged to call Crime Stoppers at 901-828-CASH. Our next one also comes from Action News 5. The title says, Body Found Burning in Field in Florida. Why does that not surprise me? In Ruskin, Florida. Sheriff's deputies in Hillsborough County in the west central part of the state say they found a body left burning in an open field on Saturday. Their investigation is in its early stages. Investigators are trying to get to the bottom of a homicide in Ruskin, what the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office called a gruesome scene. Just after 8 a.m. Saturday, the sheriff's office said someone who called 911 said they drove by what appeared to be a mannequin on fire in an open field near a residential area near Will Scarlet Avenue. Quote, Hillsborough County Fire Rescue responded to the scene and they determined the subject was actually a person, said Fentress Fountain of Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. According to the sheriff's office, the victim had upper body trauma. Quote, the body is so severely burned that we are unable to determine the identification at this time, whether it's male or female, but our investigators are working tirelessly to determine what happened here. End quote, Fountain said. As investigators look for answers in this case, Anyone with information or who was in the area at the time is encouraged to call the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. Now, investigators said they believe this was an isolated incident and they are determined to find out what happened. Quote, 
I was out there doing yard work this morning, and I didn't see or smell anything, but as I started watching the helicopters come in, I looked up and finally seen a report of what was going on, said Nicholas Minchu, who lives down the street from the scene. Quote, to go far and that extent to do something, you've got to be very angry at someone, he said. A body openly burning in an open area field by a residential area. Jesus. So our next article comes from CBS News. Wisconsin man sentenced to life in prison without parole in 1998 antifreeze murder of his wife. So a Wisconsin man convicted for a second time of killing his wife with antifreeze and by suffocation in 1998 was sentenced Friday to life in prison without parole. The sentencing of Mark Jensen comes a quarter century after police showed him a letter his wife left behind indicating she thought he would kill her. A Kenosha County judge sentenced Jensen, now 63, who was convicted by a jury in February of first-degree intentional homicide in the death of his wife, Julie Jensen. Prosecutors alleged he poisoned Julie Jensen with antifreeze and also drugged her with a sleeping medication before later suffocating her to death in their pleasant prairie home. Jensen has maintained his innocence, with his attorneys arguing that Julie Jensen was depressed and killed herself after framing her husband. At the sentencing hearing, Julie Jensen's family asked the judge to give Mark Jensen a maximum penalty of life in prison without parole, CBS affiliate WDJT-TV reported. Quote, I respectfully ask the court today to show no mercy for Mark Jensen, end quote. Paul Griffin, one of Julie Jensen's brothers, said during his witness statement, quote, why do you ask? Because he showed no mercy to his wife, my sister, Julie Jensen, end quote. Kenosha County Circuit Court Judge Anthony Milisakis I hope I pronounced that right, said during Friday's sentencing, quote, there's no doubt in my mind Julie Jensen suffered for a long time. He could have divorced her, separated, whatever, but he chose not to do that. What he chose to do was torture her for a long time, Milisakis said, according to WISN-TV. Jensen was first convicted in 2008 in his wife's slaying and sentenced to life without parole, but a Kenosha County judge vacated Jensen's first conviction in April of 2021 after the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled he deserved a new trial. The court found that a letter his wife wrote incriminating him should something happen to her could not be used by the prosecution. Though I don't, I don't think that she should be able to, but whatever. In 2008, a 48 Hours episode covered this case. The episode included dramatic video of police questioning Jensen about a letter Julie wrote two weeks before her death, saying she suspected he was going to kill her. Wow. So our next article comes from CBS News, and the title says, Couple reportedly beheaded themselves in sacrifice with homemade guillotine. 
So this took place in New Delhi. An Indian couple has allegedly died by suicide by using a guillotine-like mechanism to decapitate themselves in a sacrificial ritual, police said Sunday. The husband, 38, and his wife, 35, both died by decapitation after using a homemade bladed mechanism in a hut on their farm in the western state of Gurjarat. I'm sure I mispronounced that, but that's what the police said. Quote, the couple first prepared a fire altar before putting their heads under a guillotine-like mechanism held by a rope the police sub-inspector, was quoted as saying by the Indian news outlet, quote, As soon as they released the rope, the iron blade fell on them, severing their heads, which rolled into the fire. It's not funny. So fire is considered sacred in Hinduism, and it plays a significant role in several worship rituals. The couple apparently designed the device used in their beheading in such a way that their heads would roll into the fire altar, completing their sacrificial ritual. Now, police who said they had found a suicide note addressed to family members have launched an investigation. The couple is survived by two children and their parents. The incident took place sometime between Saturday night, this is a week ago Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon when the police were alerted. Family members reportedly told police that the pair had offered prayers in the hut every day for the last year. And ritual human sacrifices are not unknown in India, where official data show there were more than 100 reported cases between 2014 and 2021. But almost all known cases of human sacrifice involve people killing others to please gods, rather than themselves. Earlier this month, Indian police arrested five men for murdering a woman in 2019 inside a Hindu temple in what they said was a case of ritual human sacrifice. So our next article comes from Cowboy State Daily. This is Crime and Justice. The title says, Wyoming Reservation Man Found with Necks Sliced Was Murdered, No Suspect Named. The Fremont County Coroner's Office has determined that Gustav Yellowhair, 37, was the victim of murder by a slice across his carotid artery and jugular vein. Federal authorities haven't yet charged a suspect. So, this Wyoming man who died last month was murdered, the Fremont County Coroner's Office has determined, but federal authorities have not yet charged a murder suspect. Gustav Yellowhair, 37, died on the Wind River Indian Reservation of a slice across his carotid artery and jugular vein, along with a partial slicing of his larynx from a sharp object. According to a coroner's docket made available Monday, to Cowboy State Daily. Authorities found yellow hair on March 20th, but his obituary said he died two days prior. No suspects have been charged in the case, and the investigation is ongoing, a spokeswoman for the U.S. Attorney for Wyoming told Cowboy State Daily on Monday. The docket says there were no toxic substances relevant to this case in Yellowhair's system. 
He was five foot seven and 140 pounds. He had black hair and brown eyes. So that's kind of sad. Hope they find whoever did it. This next article I find kind of interesting on a personal level. It comes from audacity.com or KRLD News Radio. And it says, town officials warn citizens of a cult trying to take over Marietta, Texas. So Marietta is a small town in Cass County, Texas of about mm, 150 miles east of Dallas. And local officials have a warning for these citizens. Stay away from the cult. The alleged cult is called Profundity profundity yours yep and it's led by a woman named linda mcgillis who claims to be one of the highest ranking commanders of the intergalactic federations of worlds she also says her body was taken over by an alien journalist siren warner warns in a youtube video that profundity yours started in a trailer park about four hours away from marietta and has now amassed thousands of followers and millions in assets oh my god guys you want to do you want to start a cult do you want me to start a cult maybe that's how we can get rich guys i digress it is now reportedly on its way to the small Texas town, and Marietta officials believe some 144,000 refugees could be piling in soon. And that is certainly an interesting number, considering uh, there's 144,000 people allegedly, supposedly, going to be saved from hell on earth, revelations and whatnot, but whatever. So rumor has it the cult has even purchased the only restaurant in town. So do you guys want me to cover this? What is this cult called again? Profundity Yours. Let me know. I do love a cult. So our next article comes from apparently one of my favorites, KIRO7. And the title says, Woman Identified After Her Body Was Found in an Abandoned Barn. So this is coming out of Ridgefield, Washington. The body of a woman found in an abandoned Ridgefield, Washington barn has been identified by investigators. The Clark County Sheriff's Office said that the county medical examiner's office identified the deceased woman as Joanna Sparks, 32, of Oregon. Now, Sparks was discovered just before 6 p.m. on April 8th. Authorities believe she was killed elsewhere and brought to the barn afterwards, according to the sheriff's office. Investigators ruled Speaks' death a homicide, according to KGW8. A cause of death has not been released. That was kind of a short one, but hope she is found. Our next article comes from 12 News. It looks like CBS 12 News. The title says, Sheriff says, Murder suspect admitted to killing man living with body for days in Green Acres. This man looks... I don't know how to describe it. So, Green Acres, Florida. Of course, Florida. Because, of course. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said a man admitted to poisoning another man in Green Acres and living with the body for days to pretend, quote, 
it never happened, you know, because that's what one does. So John Dennis Reeves, 74, is facing a charge of first-degree murder. The investigation began when deputies set out for a welfare check at the victim's home on Thursday, March 31st of this year. The sheriff's office said it received a similar request for a welfare check three days earlier. When deputies arrived, well, they found the suspect sleeping on a bed in the same bedroom as the murder victim. According to the arrest report, Reeves appeared, quote, disoriented and intoxicated, end quote. Deputies also found multiple prescription pill bottles in the room, along with two large empty glass bottles of vodka, two full ones, and an empty 12-pack of light beer. So emergency crews took Reeves to JFK Medical Center, where he told investigators that he and the victim were heavy drinkers and that he last saw the murder victim alive on the previous Saturday five days earlier. According to the arrest report, Reeves also told investigators he gave the victim pills to, quote, make him quiet. He said he forced the man to take the pills at 9 p.m. and again at 11.30 p.m. to make him stop growling and making noises. That's how he put it. Reeves told investigators, quote, I killed him. According to the report, Reeves also said he poisoned the man as well as the dogs. According to investigators, Reeves said once he knew the man died from the pills, he decided to wait to call 911 because he, quote, wanted to pretend the victim was alive for, you know, a few more days, end quote, and pretend like it never happened. Dude, that body must have been rank. That body must have been rank. And then our final article comes from Fox 26 News. The headline says, Husband shoots wife, two adult children, after heated argument, the police say. So many of these come out of Washington, I'm never living there. Maple Valley, Washington. A man was arrested for allegedly shooting his wife and two adult children after an argument at a home in Washington State. <laughs> King County. According to the King County Sheriff's Office, deputies responded to a home just after midnight after someone inside the home called 911 saying they had been shot. When deputies arrived, they discovered a man shot his 52-year-old wife and their two adult children after an argument escalated. The KCSO said the wife the 28-year-old woman and the 21-year-old man were taken to Harborview Medical Center in Seattle with gunshot wounds. So police said the husband was taken into custody. What led up to the argument is currently unknown shit. The current conditions of the three people injured in the shooting are also currently unknown. The KCSO Major Crimes Unit is, however, investigating. Nope, I lied. I have one more. This one's coming out of KXLY. The title says, Former ISP officer arrested in connection to then-wife's death. So, Kootenai County, Idaho. A former Idaho State Police officer was arrested by the Kootenai, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, County Sheriff's Office Friday evening in connection to the death of his then-wife. 
The sheriff's office says 57-year-old Daniel Charles Howard turned himself in. KCSO says Howard's arrest is in connection to the death of his then-wife, Kendi Wilkins Howard, in Anthal, Idaho, in February of 2021. According to KCSO and the Kootenai County Jail roster, Howard was arrested on his felony warrant for first-degree murder and first-degree domestic battery. So, yay. Former Idaho State Police Officer. Fantastic. So now, actually, that is all of the news articles that I saved up for you guys. And again, for my international listeners, I never want to leave you guys out. I'm always thinking about you guys. Please feel free to send me news articles of recent, you know, shenanigans and murders and whatnot from your country. Um, If they're in English, that would definitely be better. And then I will share the global murder in the news, which is something I want to do. I want everyone to feel included. So have a great week, guys. New podcast on Thursday. Um, Don't forget, there's a Serial Killing, a podcast fan page on Facebook if you want to join that. I'm pretty active there. Serial underscore killing on Instagram. Um, You can DM me there. I'm pretty active there. Those are my two main ones. And then remember, let me know if you use anything else because I want to get you guys information in a more immediate format. But as always, have a good day.